0: Tuli Pirtia, welcome Tuli.
2: Thank you, Olli.
0: Yeah, it's it's great to have you. And would you like, in the beginning, introduce yourself?
2: Thank you. Um, my name is Tuli, and I come from Finland, Jyväskylä. Um Right now, I am at my office, which is kind of also a coaching studio. I am professional coach, certified co-active professional coach. Uh, from my newest background right now. And uh, yes, I have a background in business and uh, leadership management and uh, running uh, networks and small and medium companies and so on. But right now, uh, maybe from 2016, I have totally kind of uh, focused on uh, individual and leadership and group coaching as well as organizational coaching.
0: Hmm. So, so you've been doing different kind of communication coaching before, and you, now you have went went mainly to wellness coaching. If I understand correctly, would you like to tell a little bit more about your coaching at the moment?
2: Yes, uh, you mentioned wellness coaching and it's, co- it's totally, you know, kind of really important part of the kind of holistic approach that I have. It's, it's not something separate of the other coaching, uh, perspectives as leadership and, uh, and, uh, um, for example, management and, uh, self-management. But wellness coaching is a quite broad area for me, for myself and my background, which comes from mostly from communication. I combine how is the communication part of well-being. And then I have a you know partnership with, uh, for example, nutritionist and uh, also um, uh, Pilates uh, instructor and so on, doctors, psychologists. And we kind of combine our common knowledge or uh, mutual knowledge about well-being. So it's, it's um, kind of broad <laughs> subject.
0: Yeah. So how, how do you approach, approach coaching? You said that you have different people in the team. Did you have right away these different people in your, in your network or did it come, come later? Did you start by yourself and then notice that you need, need some help?
2: I do have a kind of, you know, new partners also, which has evolved uh, by this doing or and uh, you know developing together. But my, but I must say that these kind of uh, earliest partners for this branch, I knew them very well because I had been kind of a client myself for a nutritionist, and also I, I practiced Pilates more than twenty years. So kind of it was a kind of a very natural network to to start cooperation. And uh, my husband works on the uh, medical technologies field, so I kind of also combine this medical technology to my coaching. So maybe it was something we just kind of found together, a bunch of people who know each other, and we realized that maybe we can have a larger view together.
0: Mm. And I I think quite often it's that people are doing by themselves this kind of coaching they try to manage everything by themselves could you tell more about how do you organize your team how do you work who's who's doing what and how how, how do you make it make everything work
2: <laughs> all right thanks uh it's a good question for myself too because we are in, a, are in a phase that we should and we could and there would be a good market to expand and of course we are entrepreneurs. Individually and in this in this group, and we all have to, to kind of you know uh, know, how, know how to balance our our clients and uh, personal time and so on. But uh, I would say that our clients, bigger clients, which we have uh, together, kind of uh, of course uh, define how we develop our services. So it's kind of a very client based based a need based uh, development. But also, we all study our branches uh, more, even as kind of adult studies. So, so maybe we all bring something new all the time. And uh, yes, we have very regular cooperation. We we meet weekly and change ideas in a kind of very um, un- non-hierarchical way. So, so I don't know what what else to say about that. We, we are not very organized in, in a very kind of hierarchical way.
0: <laughs> yeah, but any, anyway, you are organized in a way that it, it works for you. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out like for for other people who might be thinking that they would need a partner network, what could you see as potential challenges and how would you work through them if, if there's somebody who, who's interested building the same kind of system as, as you have at the moment?
2: Yes, yes. Now, when I think about that, uh, first thing that came to my mind is that if the if the partners, the companies, like we have, we are very small companies. All uh, are very different size companies. Then there could be a challenge. But when you can kind of know what are the resources and what are the kind of you know uh, uh, tools each one of has, we are kind of on the same scale. I think that is that is a very good thing for us at least. And what other problems? Oh well, it's this is this is people business, so it's always that that uh, you you if you are kind of you know open open yeah. to suggestions, you're also open to and vulnerable vulnerable in a personal level. So maybe these kind of very individual and hu- humanistic uh, problems could occur occur. Uh, how do you say that? Appear.
0: Mm, yeah yeah so and and you mentioned that it's mainly customer-led that it depends what your customers want so you have like nutritionist you also do like some cardiovascular measurements you do pilates how, how what do your customers usually want what kind of trends you can see there is there that bigger companies or industries want something individual something different what what, what kind of trends you see and what is the normal case for you
2: yeah yeah well covid time kind of changed quite a lot for us too and from my opinion and from our experience people are more and more you know interested about a holistic approach so uh, what can they what kind of all kind of perspectives they could have to to improve their health and well-being as well as doing and you know self-management and uh, uh, work related Things. That's my very profound founding. So it's not, uh, you know, only one thing. Also, bigger companies are looking for very holistic and kind of program or, or at least process-like services.
0: Mm. And, and how do you see behavior change? Like you cannot change too many things at the same time. How do you approach it? Even if you want holistic, you cannot concentrate on too many things at the same time. How do you approach this in your, your coaching?
2: Yes, you know, the kind of, you asked what would be the, the basic uh, case or, or a usual client. Maybe we don't have that. But if I kind of demonstrate one path, it would go like uh, we, we have a client who will attend, for example, 12 months program. One individual, and then I normally start with the client if he or she wants with ECG measurement, stress measurement, you know HRV, ECG together, and you know vegetative balance uh, measurement, so that we kind of get the basic line where where the physical stress level is right now and uh, uh, recovery levels. And then I also might work with some uh, you know psychological stress tests that I use as a professional coach. Coach, coach, coach and um, then it would take probably a couple of months to just adjust to the idea that there is something a person wants to do and wants to know more and wants to learn more. And then comes the uh, breathe techniques and Pilates training, also face Pilates, for example, and a nutritionist comes along. And then we kind of offer the very white plate variety of exploring oneself in a very free and slow phase it's not very quick and then maybe in three months a person really realizes that this is the thing that i do want to you know focus on and develop uh, about and uh, have new and more uh, perspectives and then we offer something else you know in a very practical way maybe tools maybe even uh, Kind of small group coaching or or philosophical coaching and so on, but the body and the nutrition and the mind and also communication issues are along at his or her own pace. And of course, we kind of wrap it up in the end. So, what's the kind of uh, what's the kind of uh, not the result but the view in the end? for a client and it differs. People find so many different things. You can't be very brief about that, but that's how it starts normally.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds good. But usually you start with the stress measurement, so you probably yes. see it as, as a crucial part to start with.
2: Well, it's not totally crucial, but it offers a certain kind of you know uh, platform to talk about. The well-being and, you know, the things that are going in, in a person's life. So it's a kind of a very, very, I think, simple way. I know the measurement is not simple itself or, other, or the data, but to, to discuss about that topic with the client is a very lean
1: start. For most sedentary behaviour and physical activity researchers, Collecting the research data is one of the most frustrating steps of a project, especially as inefficient data collection steals too much of your precious time, causes unnecessary stress and hassle, and can easily derail progress of your project. This is why we devised a revolutionary new way to collect data, introducing Fibian Sense Motion, the beginning of a new era. Fibian Sense SenseMotion is a cutting-edge, next-generation system that allows you to easily and remotely collect, store, and manage data. Our solution features a tiny, waterproof device that captures the sedentary behavior and physical activity data, a mobile app for automatic uploading of the data from the device, and a cloud service for managing the data. Even better, all collected data is GDPR compliant and you have access to automatically analyzed variables of activity types and raw three-axis accelerometer data. Don't compromise on the quality of your research or the project timeframes. Discover the convenience and power behind our solution at sense.fibian.com. That is s-e-n-s.fibian.com. Fibion, created by researchers for researchers.
0: Mm. And uh, how would you see, like, for example, like people talk a lot about the importance of sleep. It's, it's very important. And you could say that if you, if you are active, if you do a lot of physical activity, for example, you usually naturally sleep better because you are more tired, you are less stressed, so you could basically approach improving sleep through physical activity, or you can approach in a way that you, you start first with the stress, because if you are too busy, too stressed, you cannot control other things in life. It might be difficult to do, for example, exercise. How would you see this in a holistic? What's the best part to start in, <laughs> in your opinion? Yeah. You
2: know, this. Sl- People are quite worried about their sleep nowadays, and uh, of course, quite many other. As I measure, for example, my sleep on the regular basis with this ring, so people are people want to know about their sleep, and they are quite worried. But quite often, in in ECG coaching, we find that the sleep quality might be better than than a person thinks. So that's also 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 always available to search if I am just too worried about my sleep but of course there is other kind of you know patterns and uh and uh in my holistic coaching or our approach we don't we don't kind of immediately concentrate on on exercise or sleep at first even if it's a big topic because we kind of I think I like to say dig deeper or we explore more and then it kind of comes along and uh For example, one week's uh, task or uh, focus on a client could be that just uh, keep a diary about your sleep for a week. Write one sentence about one night every day, and then we will come back to that topic. So we don't want to kind of uh, make it too large in the beginning to know all about it sensing and, uh, you know, noticing and just approaching the topic is is oftentimes
0: mm. really enough. Yeah. So so you mentioned that people are quite worried about their sleep. And when you actually do the measurements, they actually seem to sleep better than they thought. Why, why do you think this is? Where do you think it comes from?
2: Well, sometimes... Well this is a very very thorough and large topic if we go to the uh, you know sleep uh e c g measurement measurement but uh this is my uh experience and my what i have uh what i have witnessed is that people for example uh it depends if you go to sleep uh early enough or in a, a right time for you so you probably go uh go to sleep or fall asleep better. But if you kind of uh, try to go to sleep too early, so the getting to sleep is more difficult. Or if you go too late, you know, your sympathetic uh, nervous system is, you know, slowing down uh, too slowly. And that's the beginning of the night. And there could be many other varieties too for the the beginning of the night. And then during the night, some people are very, they, they kind of suffer the, the awake moments which we all have they kind of suffer that that they realize that i'm not in a total sleep and they they start worrying about that and but it's natural during the sleep to be not in a deep sleep or REM sleep all the time so so we kind of discuss about that that why do you why, do, why are you worried about those uh awake moments or s- tiny tiny uh light sleep moments and then in the in the middle of the night anything could happen from the you know it's what the life situation is for the person so we discuss about that what what is the night like and then there is the awakening waking up part so so i think it's um from my experience we we look at the ex, uh, the uh, the morning too so what is the kind of a mental attitude you to, you wake up if you're immediately worried about the day's doings you probably wake up uh, feeling more tired than if you are expecting some something nice to happen in the morning and uh you know you're not probably that uh nervous in the in the morning. And but maybe this explanation is too hard to to kind of you know open here because it varies so much. I don't make any kind of uh you know a calculations how many people do this and this and that. I just individually uh explore the the sleep with the person
0: Mm. so very individualized approach so so basically you said that in the beginning you usually do the stress measurement you might pay attention to sleep where does the coaching usually go even though it's individual which direction it usually goes you said that you have nutritionist you have pilotist coaching and so on where does it usually lead to
2: well of course I'm I am the influencer here and because they are kind of my my coaches we work and they they have chosen to be working with me uh, that topics expand m- most often to the life itself, you know, existential questions and uh, about one's future and fulfilling future and very large ones. and of course, we combine the but for example, the nutrition. Or, or the food you're consuming is good for your, for your situation, but we don't go, don't go really deeply into that if, unless there is health issues that acquire that. And uh, this Pilates work, for example, is core work, which also kind of uh, lifts and uh, strengthens the person's ability to concentrate on themselves to their own core. And they are very, very close together. But in the end, I think that, uh, the, uh, the aim is not change. It's more like transformation, which means in transformative transformational coaching, uh, transformation itself that people, people or person kind of, you know, realizes that I am in a transformation constantly and I can kind of also manage that or, uh, realize that or live that in a more fulfilling way.
0: Mm. Yeah, so so I think this is a good point to go a little bit into your coaching philosophy. You mentioned your approach; some some of them. Could could you explain more? How do you approach your coaching from the philosophical point of view?
2: Oh yes, yes, yes. I am I am totally not an academic person myself. I am kind of you know self made uh, philosophy knower, but my mother though is a philosophical well, researcher so I have the background and I'm uh, working with her f- from her- hermeneutics existential and phenomenological philosophy so I have kind of you know uh, developed with my mother and with a psychology colleague of mine uh, kind of basic uh, foundations foundation for a for a process in coaching and if I I could quickly it's here it's like um, it's a hermeneutical cycle or circle, as you want to say. Uh, we first open with the client. We And I say we because I really work together with, with the person. But of course, I'm kind of supporting the opening for, for him or herself. And it's awakening, awakening period. Where you just, you know, kind of uh, throw yourself into this question then what's happening in this pros- process in, a man, in many ways and also body uh, view is very important in this opening or open face and then there is we call it art which is kind of aesthetical view and it's uh, finding new perspectives and there is this for example nutrition and pilates comes in the picture that you really really in a very many ways and for example art and nature comes in the picture uh look for new perspectives on yourselves and on other others too not only on yourself. And then the third part is, uh, we call it the uh, act, like and building, building something, you know, like bold uh, tryouts and try something in real so that it's not only imagination and thinking, but you really take your body with you and, and uh, kind of throw yourself into the level of uh, tryouts which are uh, demanding enough for you or challenging or inviting immersive even and then there is the uh kind of fourth part which kind of this evolves and grows they need to share and also uh the kind kind of uh, you know uh build on a new habit and but if you build on a new habit or a thought you have uh, found you want to share your story in a different way you want to meet people in a different way or in a new way and uh, kind of Explore what you have found in real life situations. So it's we call it a sharing or us. It's more like me and we, it's like us in a philosophical way. And then in the, in the middle of the the, the uh, circle there is this some someone might call it higher self or deeper deeper knowing or deeper transformation in yourself, or or just being and doing in your life as a person is, is in the middle. And the cir- you, you go around the circle and you, from the beginning, from open art act as an arc. I might call it arc, which is archaic self in the philosophy. You kind of uh, build a new story about yourself for yourself and for others and for the world. So this is my philosophical kind of, platform for processes. But then I, of course, use quite a lot of different tools how to explore this.
0: Mm. sounds, Sounds very interesting that you have really deeper philosophical point behind and you have actually been able to create it as a process that you you go through with people and, and be able to do it individually. And I like the idea that you kind of build new idea of yourself because you need to, if you have been, for example, inactive person, you need kind of new identity. You need to see yourself in different way. Could, could you elaborate a little bit more? How, how do you, how do you build new yourself?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it you know I'm not very um, you know strict how how what kind of words and what kind of uh, uh, kind of uh, visualization or metaphor you use, but i'm I'm maybe more kind of uh, think that we already are what we are, and we kind of peel it out. So people have the ability. To do what they want already inside of them in our approach, and we kind of peel it, peel it uh, with all the uh, stress factors or stress-related uh, behavior what people might have, or or a communication kind of you know habits that we have uh, developed for ourselves. We kind of peel it, peel it out, and then it reveals. Maybe maybe that's how how I see it, and. Um, what 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 I think what I have, what's what's my experience and when that's also because I'm uh you know my professional coaching background comes from coactive methods which is quite close to my own philosophical platform by the way, but the basic basic you know the idea for a people for for a human being is that people are resourceful creative and whole and we don't kind of seek the change. As I said in the beginning, it's not the change, it's transformation and we kind of um, we fi- find it. We don't probably take so much new things in than throwing unnecessary things out.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Research Through podcast.